And at the end of the day, we all got into this because we love horses and it costs nothing to be nice. And I mean, you could really hurt somebody's feelings. And we've seen that in the group and gotten messages. But then there's other people that it totally makes their day that all these people help them out and like gave them advice or they met new friends or people that they could meet up with at the shows and not be alone or split the cost of a tax stall. In on the rail, let a jog, please. On the rail, let a jog. Hello, everyone. We have a new episode of On the Rail podcast. This one's going to be fun, a little off the cuff, maybe a little wild after you hear who's on board with us today. We're here to talk about a group that you guys have probably heard Jenna and I talk about numerous times. It's her group that she's created. For us amateurs to kind of have a support system, a nice community uh, to bounce ideas, get insight, get all of the knowledge. So we're here to talk about the Add More Lake community for Breacho Amateurs. So I have all the moderators on today. Obviously, Jenna's here. So we might as well start with Jenna and then we'll go around the table. So Jenna, if you want to just yeah, <laughs> I am Jenna introduce Tolson. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm Jen Tolson, the moderator, or the, I guess the administrator of the Admore Lake group. And I took that on myself. And then once it started growing, I swindled these guys into helping me. And I knew Jen a little bit before this, but didn't know John or Candace personally. So it's been really fun and I appreciate them. But we'll get into that more. So John, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm John Bowyer, and I'm a psychologist by day, amateur equestrian by evening and weekend, and a faithful Admore Leg moderator. Either Jen or Candace, whoever wants to take over. I can go. My name's Candace Monson. I work for Discover Card um, as my like full-time job. And then during the days, I ride my horse and do all the amateur things and have really enjoyed being a part of the Admore Lake group. I'm Jen Feller. I work for Equine Vet and I show quarter horses and I really enjoy this group. I think it's been a great gateway for people to get information and support system. Perfect. I, I can't remember when John or Jen, do you guys remember when you guys got started? I started moderating after helmet gate um as a, <laughs> as a way of apologizing for my misbehavior online i suppose i don't remember when that was was it summer how long have you guys i, I really can't it, remember i feel like it was june i was like, it was like, like May or June. Was it, i don't think it was this it feels longer I know. oh yeah it really does it like longer. last june <laughs> like a while it seems like yeah um, so yeah. i did i took Jed and John and John had to give me that as a peace offering because he <laughs> was being rude to people as the helmet so Nazi not. in the group. Not. He's also a color Nazi. 
Hans <laughs> Nazi about a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> we'll get into, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so those two so graciously helped me out and it is, it's a tough job. And I know we're going to talk about that, but you know, you also do see a lot of information about people. And so we have to value a little bit of the confidentiality with certain things. And so it's not something I took lightly is trying to figure out who could help me with it. And Jed and John did. And the group was just growing so much that I knew, particularly when I was away from home and not on my computer, that I needed more eyes on the group. Not anything I expected to have, but, you know, horse people, we're all a little 50 shades of crazy. So here we are. And then <laughs> Candace, when did you start? Do you remember? Mine was like July of this year. So Jen and John had to have been at least a while before that. Cause I think mine was like end of July. Yeah. Cause it does seem like you guys were around for more than a couple months before Candace came yeah, on. Definitely. But anyway, long story short, we decided we needed somebody on the West coast. This is crazy to even say, but somebody in the West coast time zone to see things later in the day. Cause Jen and John are East coast. I'm central time. And we need somebody late at night. Cause with nobody, looking over things it was getting there was stuff going off the rails <laughs> late at night so that's what yeah. we brought Candace <laughs> on and quickly indoctrinated her into our moderator group which is a whole thing to itself when you'd wake up in the morning and like you're like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's just my genesis for the group in the beginning was I knew there was a Facebook group for the trainers and everybody, whenever I say that, people like message me like, what's the trainer group? And I'm like, I have no freaking idea, people. I'm not a trainer. I can't tell you. It's like the cool kids club. We're not getting into it. So don't worry about it. Yeah, I really have no idea. Uh, but I was like, why don't we have a group for us amateurs to kind of do the same thing and have a sense of community and camaraderie and give advice and support each other and, I don't, you know, be horse addicts together. So I created it. I know there's several, one or two that I'm even members of in the hunter and jumper world for amateurs that are very popular and whatnot, but there wasn't anything in the stock horse world. So that's what kind of gave me the initiative. I really didn't expect it to take off like it did. And it didn't right at first. I mean, it stayed within a thousand or 2000, probably 1500 people. I can't remember for a while and was a little more, I would say tight knit. And then it, all of a sudden just started growing and got to over 3000. I think, and that's when I decided I needed more help from people. So this is going to be a fun conversation today because we have a lot of things to talk about and we're going to have to be careful sometimes what we say and use aliases because we don't want to call anybody out. But yeah, so for you guys that are new to the podcast, not me, not me and Liz, describe <laughs> your time as being a moderator. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to put it <laughs> overwhelming at times surprising at times enlightening very enlightening very enlightening so when i was initially talking to you guys about this and basically like i said john i didn't really ask him he just halfway <laughs> offered and i'm like sounds great you're hired <laughs> what did you think you were getting into versus what you were actually getting into and candace i think I was a little more upfront. Well, I was like, it's not all fun and games. It's a lot. It's pretty intense sometimes. So yeah. What did you guys think you're getting into and what was the reality like? 
Yeah, I assumed it would probably be a lot more just, you know, casual eyes on comments, things like that. But there's a lot of moving pieces with nearly 7,000 members, a lot of personalities, people who, you know, managing little fires, putting fires out, slapping hands, asking people to be nice. And then just, you know, wading through the barrage of membership requests, things like that, I think are a little bit different than I anticipated. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It goes through like, I don't know if you guys feel this way. And maybe it's just like when I happen to like log in to approve things, but I'm like, it'll be like quiet for a couple of days. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, every time I get in, in there, there's 50 different membership requests and all these post requests. I'm like, where did all this come from? And every once in a while, it's like a little bit crazy how fast like things will come in and how busy it gets all of a sudden. Yeah, it can be quiet for an hour. And then you log back in and there's, you know, 27 requests or whatever. Today's been a big day. So, yeah, I feel like some days we constantly just message back and forth, like, can we approve this? Can we do this? Should we do this? You know, or so and so is not playing nice today, or, you know, like you just never know what's going to come day to day. Like during the Congress, every day was chaotic. Like I felt like if I didn't check my messages, like I was going to be behind, you know, like keeping everything updated with you guys. I guess we should say, so the four of us have a group chat on Facebook is how we kind of all stay in touch. And a lot of times we're sharing screenshots of post requests and whatnot. And so, yeah, like we do a lot of conversing between the four of us and occasionally we'll have days where I think we had, we had a few this week where like we didn't really have to be you know, up each other's grill about things. (laughs) And then like Jen said, during the Congress, which also, and Jen, you can touch on this a little bit, but it seems like whenever there's a full moon, which there happened to be during Congress, like (laughs) everybody (laughs) off the wall. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, guys, just like, hold on. (laughs) And you've never been wrong since. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There were a couple days during the Congress that caught a little wild. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if a little describes it. (laughs) Tensions were high. Like the snark was flowing. So for us, and I'm saying us as in all of us that aren't moderators, but just a very happy member in the group. What would you recommend to get instant? And I know that you guys talk about this all the time, but maybe hearing it out loud, people will comprehend it better. But what? needs to happen for a post to get an instant approval versus one that's going to require you guys to talk about it in your group chat before it gets approved. Don't be mean. Yeah, that's the biggie. (laughs) Don't cut anybody down. For sure. Your name, neutral language, you know, a legitimate question that sort of makes sense or maybe that any of us have had, things like that. And the anonymous post. Ooh. Like Jen, that. Jen's breaking that one out soon. Yeah. <laughs> right away. <laughs> it's so huge. Like we try. And the other problem is Facebook isn't always cooperative. I mean, how many times a day are we like, I can't get this approved? And then somebody else tries it. Nobody can get it approved. And then all of a sudden, like it might go or just like vanishes. And like for straightforward things, it, shouldn't be anonymous yeah what's your favorite curry comb or 
<laughs> ringside toad. That doesn't seem like it should be anonymous. So I think so the anonymous postings comes up regularly in the group. And I think half the group loves it and half the group like thinks it's the evilest thing in the world. And it was something we've talked about a lot and we've changed kind of our stance on it, which I'm so thankful to have all these guys because I am glad I don't have to try and suss out these things on my own brain because I would way overthink it. So it's nice to have different input, but I do value anonymous posts so that people that are not comfortable or a little bit embarrassed or don't want personal details showed have the ability to still post and ask questions. And then you have people like John said that ask like what curry comb, you know, we're using an example, a funny example here. And so those types of things we've gotten to be like, that doesn't need me like not every post can be anonymous because people don't like it. So the anonymous post always comes up about, I don't know, what do I say? Like probably every two months or so it's like, I got to like, stand on my soapbox and address it again i think it's like every week it's like you make the reminder and everything gets a lot better and we're good and then all of a sudden all it is is anonymous posts and like you said it's things that really just don't need to be but i value the anonymous posts i think there is a lot of value in it I have dumb questions all the time that if I didn't have people I could go to and ask that aren't going to judge me, like I would feel really dumb asking them. So like, there's no problem in like doing it, but there's a lot of things that don't need to be. And I think people are worried about kind of the bullies and the people that like will be mean to them. And I guess something that I would say to like all the amateurs in the group is like, if we are seeing any of that type of stuff happen, like those people will be removed from the group. There's zero tolerance for that type of behavior. So like we really try and limit any type of mean comments or anything, even if it is what I think is like a simple question, John could not know and vice versa. And it's just who you are and what you've learned and everyone has different knowledge. And there's a lot of newbies in the group too, like that are new to horses, like showing and they need some guidance. And I mean, everybody's been there at some point in time in their life. So it's just not right that there's some bullies in there. And like Candace said, like, we really just, you're kind of just gone if you're going to be nasty. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have to be like mindful of other people's tolerance level for like self-exposure. Be mindful that not everybody comes from the same kind of like barn culture. You know, maybe your barn is super chill, but somebody else's might be a, a bit more apt to talk about each other or things like that. Because I do see a lot of that people requesting to post anonymously because people who are in the barn are also in the group and we don't know their dynamics. So, you know, I'm happy to continue approving anonymous posts, but you know, we get it. Some seem unnecessary, but. We're all different. And like the medical, like where people are asking about medical on their horses or advice. I mean, I get that because they don't Mm -hmm. want everybody knowing what's going on. Like, so it's a good resource for things like that, like Mm -hmm. to be able to post anonymously. But then you still get some people that are like, they comment, you know, this shouldn't be anonymous. You know, it's just the bully thing coming back out. 
Yeah, just keep scrolling. <laughs> it's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> just it costs nothing to be nice. Yes. So on that note, what and maybe just not the anonymous post, but in general, what have been some of the most surprising topics or posts that have come up so far? And obviously we don't need to <laughs> name names or call anyone out, but generalize. excited. <laughs> <laughs> I guess from a male perspective, I'm surprised that there's such a need for weekly conversations about undergarments. <laughs> I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah, I would say the sports bra or bra subject comes up every day. <laughs> it's at least weekly. And sometimes yeah. it'll be daily and sometimes it'll be multiple times a day. Sometimes we decline some of the posts because we can like check a box that says like please go search yeah. group Refer history. To yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because we don't want, it was just like a lot of repeated, you know, conversations and posts, although things change really fast. So yeah, I think the bra conversation comes up over and over again. <laughs> John's like, that another sports bra post. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys have so many things to worry about that. Like as a male competitor, we just I don't have to worry about. I just have no idea. <laughs> I was like, you should have a whole new appreciation for us now, John. Like, (laughs) poor John. I mean, he's the only current male moderator. And uh, he puts up with all of us and laughs about everything. (laughs) Well, my wife rides and competes and she doesn't talk about it every day. (laughs) Well, why would she talk about it to you? (laughs) Well, if it were such an issue... I guess I assume she would bring it up, but like we've been married a long time and she's never like, you know, what's really keep what's really holding me back from success. <laughs> These things. <laughs> like Jenna and I have talked about this, like outside the group. I'm like, it's a big deal. Like you cannot have like floppy boobs in the show. <laughs> <laughs> You can't. Nobody. <laughs> and Jenna's like, how are you worried about your boobs while you're showing? And I'm like, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I think I've had them and just no. <laughs> Other common things. I'm trying to think that whatever else. I know the sports bra thing is we're always, that's the one we laugh at. So many people who uh, struggle to communicate with their horse trainers. I think that's yeah. a really mm, big topic. Very like, good point. Weekly. So, like, they need, like, I think John needs to do a TED talk. <laughs> yeah, for on sure. How to communicate with mm. your trainer. Like, and so many yeah. of these people are like intimidated. And for it's sure. kind of shocking. Mm. Like, you're paying this person to take care of your horse and. Like, but you don't even feel comfortable talking to them. Like, it's just, that is kind of mind blowing. Yeah. And it's often pretty simple stuff. Yeah. Jenna and I talk about that, not necessarily in that direction, but just the fact that people feel ashamed or too scared to approach somebody on a professional level. I've been one of those amateurs before, so I can understand their struggle. But honestly, Jen had a great idea. John would be great at 
giving us all a pep talk on how to display our feelings in a nice level way. Yeah. Right? Trainer, client, mediator. That's my, yeah. that'll be my new role. New career. Yeah. Can't wait. I think you could make a full career out of that. Uh, maybe so. <laughs> yeah. Bless Open you. Up my own mobile unit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it comes to trainers being discussed, we get several all the time about looking for recommendations on a trainer in whatever part of the country to do X, Y, Z, you know, and those types of things are fine. And, certainly support trainers names being mentioned and whatnot if there's ever anything that is very critical or maybe drama producing that's something that we just we don't get paid to moderate this group and i don't think people understand that but we just ask that those type of conversations and comments go to private decision or discussion so that we don't and don't tag your trainer in (laughs) your comment That's another thing we are reiterating almost probably weekly, at least, is if you do mention trainer names or recommendations, like, great, we support everybody, but please, for the love of God, don't tag them because then they get invites to the group. And half the time we have 800 plus outstanding requests to join right now. And a lot of those, because they haven't answered the questions, they're not getting admitted because it's part of the rules but unless john unless john (laughs) john so should we talk about that i I knew i knew that was good (laughs) so occasionally trigger happy (laughs) that's how the group jumped from three thousand to six (laughs) thousand like in an afternoon And Jenna was like, what happened? And, and we were Approve like... All. <laughs> Approve all. Approve all So for our listeners, I thought that I could, in an effort to be more efficient, that I could go through and approve, like use the approve all feature for the ones that I had selected. Turns out that's not the case. You just simply approve all 800 requests. So... My bad. I think at the time in your defense was like 600 and change. And so it wasn't 800 like there is now, but (laughs) yeah, it was like one day all of a sudden the the group grew by 600 and some people. And I was like, well, that's strange (laughs) because we usually get right now we're averaging and we have for quite some time. It's 150 to 200 ish per week, not 600 in a day. But I, when I looked on, there were like no outstanding friend requests. But Facebook has glitches from time. To, they have a lot of glitches. Their whole system. So, you know, I didn't think anything too about it. And then I started getting all these messages from people that like XYZ trainers in the group, XYZ trainers in the group, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I was like, what is happening here? So uh, I can't remember if I messaged you guys first about mm. it. I think I did. I think maybe. Did. And I was like, did so, you know, whatever happened. But as an admin, and maybe this is just on my side, but I can go back and see every action anybody has taken in the group, whether it's a, a moderator I or a member. A screenshot, didn't you, <laughs> of John? <laughs> yes, of yes. my activity. Yes, yeah, so yeah. it's like there's a track for a track record of everything that gets done, approved, declined, commented on, anything for every person in the group. So everybody, be aware of that. But. Yeah, so when I scrolled back through this to look at it, it was like, yeah, John Boyer approves 634 membership requests. 
<laughs> it's like, <sighs> so we laughed about it. It was a very funny laugh, and it only took me about two and a half hours to go through those 634 <laughs> membership requests to <laughs> remove the ones that shouldn't have been approved. And I'm still here. I wasn't terminated. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared to approve requests for a while after that. I like really made a point of like making sure I scrolled all the way up and didn't click that approve all button that just sits right there on the bottom. <laughs> so tempting. It's like whoever does it now, it's almost like the Powerball and in a reverse way because yeah. it's like it's growing bigger and bigger. So now we're up to 800 and some and before too long, it'll be over a thousand. So whoever hits that one, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Not gonna... me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we'll do. You uh, might be fired then. Ooh. No, I can't. I can't do it without you guys. It's just funny. But I might make you guys, whoever does it, might make them go through and start removing people. <laughs> So, not to interrupt, but we've kind of talked about how, you know, if a situation is getting heated and somebody's kind of being a jerk or just being mean, they will get the boot. So, on that note, on keeping the community vibe, is there any, like, stories that stick out to you on the community members? Maybe that they've had success or they've, like, personally messaged you about whatever it was that they needed from the group. Does anyone have any stories to share about that? I always get a ton of feedback from people that just say how much they appreciate having the group. And that makes me feel good because from our end, it can be pretty, I don't want to say it's negative. It's just, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and it's a unpaid, I call it my unpaid side hustle. That is like my full-time job. And these guys do it. They help me out. I mean, it's they don't get anything for it either. And I honestly couldn't do that without them at this point. There's no way. So the people that do reach out and just say that they appreciate having the support or having feeling like they have a place to like belong. You know, I think that's really important and something that stuck out to me. And that's really what I wanted it to be. The group has morphed bigger than what I even could have imagined or intended on. But we want to stay true to it being a positive place. That doesn't mean we can't talk about, I don't know, drama, critical issues in the industry, because those things need to be discussed. But I think it's been good. And there was a post, I think, John, you made it to share yeah, I, Congress I think, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Go yeah. Go with like, whatever you were going to talk about first. No, I think that was a good one in terms of, you know, if you were showing, let us know when so the Admore Leg family can, you know, support you, whether it's virtually or in person, you know, clap and whistle and whatnot for you. If we happen to be in Columbus when you were competing, the one that I just thought of, somebody had attempted to post it anonymously. They had written this really long, well thought out post about the experience of selling the horse that was important to them. And it didn't really meet the criteria for an anonymous post, but I thought it was certainly worthwhile and felt like it would resonate with people. So I went ahead and posted it just copied and pasted it, you know, kind of on that person's behalf. And then it was really had a, t a ton of activity over that week or so. And it really did resonate with a lot of folks who had, you know, sold courses that had been important to them and had, you know, helped them achieve certain goals, but it was time to kind of like move on or whatever. So felt like that was a good post. I would just say a couple that have like resonated with me lately are ones where 
there's been a quite a bit of conversation, I feel like, with amateurs that are kind of feeling like burnt out or having a hard time with the industry or don't feel like they can like keep up with the industry right now. We all know it's kind of like it is a difficult time to like go and buy horses and compete and be able to afford it. I mean, the economy just really isn't supporting like the horse industry right now. And I think it's a really good conversation that we do have quite often, but I think it's good for people to be able to hear and have the support from the other amateurs to know that like they're not alone in that. Cause I feel like sometimes you can feel that way or as they're going through kind of just like down parts in their riding, everyone gets hard on themselves. They're feeling overwhelmed, just different things like that. And the conversation and the support that the other amateurs are providing, I always like reading those posts. I just feel like it's such a good outlet and a good way for people to not feel alone where I know that that is very common sometimes in this industry. It's a tough industry. We all know that. And so to have that extra support, I think is super helpful. Yeah. To kind of take that a step further in the past with this podcast, one of the things that's kind of been important is like most often an amateur will talk about the struggles that they've experienced on there. And so as I was, you know, driving to work, listening, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm not the only one who feels like they freaking suck from one day to the next or it's never going to happen. You know, you're going through horses, you're dealing with lamenesses, you're switching trainers and, you know, you feel like you're kind of stuck or whatever. And it's like, oh, OK, yeah, not the only one there. Maybe there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So and it's not a train that's racing towards you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's been great as far as that. And there's a lot of people like on different income levels, it seems like there's a lot of amateurs that talk about, you know, like, what do you guys do to afford this? Oh, yeah. That's you know, I feel like we deal with a lot of that. And it's been kind of nice too to see a lot of other DIYers like wanting to get together and like meet up and like share a tech stall at stalls or at shows and like just help each other out where like I feel like some of that's kind of lost to a degree. Mm-hmm. So I would say we see a lot of that. And like, I feel like at least a couple of posts a week or like, I'm getting back into it. Like, I feel like I'm never going to be able to like, afford to do this. Like, how do you guys do this? How do you like maintain everything? So I think it's been good too to see other people's perspectives on, you know, like, or what they're doing, like to do this. Yeah, I think <laughs> the commonality is like, None of us can afford this. So it, doesn't, right. it, it doesn't, I don't like, I don't think it matters what you do. You know, I've, I've done this forever. I had horses once my, I was out of my parents' home through college and graduate school and, you know, early into my career. And now a little further into my career, it's feels like it's never been more difficult or expensive or almost unmanageable than it is right now. So I get why people are asking on a weekly basis you know, what do you guys do for a living? and What kind of side hustles do you have to keep all the plates spinning, really? So it's been kind of neat to see some income transparency, because I think I've also been that person who's walked around at the horse shows and you're like, what do these people do that, you know, they can afford the living quarters, the fancy horse, the trainer, the whatever, and then also must have like unlimited PTO to make all this happen. So that's been cool. For me, it seems like regardless of income levels, and horses and trainers or whoever, I think the group has even opened my eyes a little bit more to know that we are all a lot more alike than we are unalike. 
and certain people have their quarrels and whatnot, but there's so much commonality and it doesn't matter. Like John said, it doesn't matter if you make a lot of money, you still end up feeling like you can't make it all work, you know, because you just buy more, <laughs> more expensive <laughs> courses because we can't learn and ratchet ourselves. And I've appreciated that for everybody that's been pretty open and honest about it. And we've had a, f- a few of my like favorite posts, I think have been some of them that have been like, oh, the, I think the retro, your retro show clothing and like from what everybody wore, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, like share, you know, a picture that one was hilarious because everybody just like had, you know, good vibes about it and could laugh and cringe at the stuff we used to think was acceptable, like tuxedo shirts for me. That's fun. And I know there was one in about your most embarrassing moment in the show pen. People have great pictures or videos of shit going awry, <laughs> for lack of a better word, <laughs> in the show pen. And it's like, you know, all this stuff it happens to everybody. And it's a lot of fun to see. So on that note, I know we kind of got into a, a bit of like what you're seeing most common. And I did kind of go into the group and ask for some like fire round questions. And one of them was like, what do you see the most often? What do you enjoy seeing the most? And then what are you tired of seeing? So maybe those can go hand in hand. What's one thing that you, I guess, few of you have already said that what you've liked. So let's go the other way. What would you like to not see posted as much now? John's probably tired of the bra posts. <laughs> yeah, we know that. <laughs> talk about them weekly (laughs) (laughs) and undergarments undergarments yeah the anonymous post thing gets tiresome to address and i understand it. you have new people coming all the time you know so what somebody saw last week that you know got laid down that we laid down the law and got that established well now there's 300 new people you know this week so everything is changing but the uh, addressing the anonymous post certainly gets just for me, occasionally we'll get folks that will send us a video of a horse that they are submitting for sometimes feedback. Sometimes they just want a fan club to appreciate their horse. But if we watch the video and we don't want anybody to be like fed to the wolves. And sometimes we want to protect you. That's probably our heaviest like moderator discussion is like, we feel bad, like we don't want to decline them posting it, but also we know that if this gets posted, it's not going to go well. So that's, it's gonna that's the toughest It's going to blow up. Yeah. And then, and balancing, you know, it's a learning experience. You know, maybe you're going to get some feedback that really does help you at home in your training program. But conversely, you might also get your feelings hurt. So trying to be mindful of that. Definitely. And there's a lot of conversation on our end about that. Like, what's the best outcome of that post? (laughs) Yeah. I think there is only... Have we had any that we actually declined overall Uh, for a video? Yeah. Yeah. I um, I think we had... Like, you were gone and John and I were trying to handle it. And we just decided that it wasn't going to be beneficial for that person. Yeah. And that's why I love them. Because particularly like when I'm on vacation or something. I, and then I'm I not. think John said, you can tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. 
we all have a role <laughs> and for John's a nice guy and Jen's a savage and I other things we'll get into, but John's a pushover. Ah, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm cleverly disguised as a nice guy. I'm just <laughs> strong opinions about certain things. Although, I was Colors, like, I do feel much. like you're getting a little more savagery to you. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. Today I came out swinging. I think early this morning. <laughs> So her name was Jessie. The other part of that question was, which ones aren't being discussed, meaning topics that you feel are important or you think should be discussed? Do you guys have any like topics that you feel maybe we should be discussing or maybe not discussing anymore? I know we had you guys put a halt on the, you know, 12K posts that were coming in. What other sort of things do you think we should or should not discuss anymore? Things that I think are currently important to discuss, kind of given the economic landscape globally, are how to increase numbers at our horse shows, how to make things affordable, what is important to people coming to shows. And that's because, so I'm a director for West Virginia Quarter Horse Association, and I think next year I'm going to do some stuff with leadership for paint for Virginia Paint Horse. So those are things that are important to me because I want horse shows to continue to be accessible for kids and families. And I know at least in my area, we have seen an extreme sort of shrinking of youth classes. So whatever we can do to make horse showing attractive and, you know, like I said, get people there. Yeah, I like the conversations and I think we go through like fluctuations of them. But the posts that when people are asking for advice on something, we saw showman, I feel like showmanship for a minute was a hot topic. Every other day, it was a showmanship post of like how to improve this, how to like get better. And I see that there's a lot of like value when people are asking for advice on pivots, things like that. And I think that there's a lot of amateurs out there now that are like, DIY and do it yourself and don't have access to the trainers. Um, so to have some helpful tips from your, like from peers and other amateurs are super helpful. And I know Jenna's been talking about this, so maybe you could elaborate more, but talking about more like clinician type stuff and online clinics and different stuff. Like how can we provide education also to help people continue to improve that maybe can't afford a trainer and how can we continue to support each other? I think it's is it a Florida show where they're going to do like the amateur DIY aisles, which I think is like a super cool thing so that there's people and support systems for people that maybe aren't in a program themselves. Yeah. And both of those things, I think it's really cool to see. So we have like several world champion level showmanship exhibitors will stay on showmanship that have commented on other people's posts and offer their advice and insight. And that's invaluable to me and so appreciated and I'm like that's kind of what I wanted all of this to be and along those lines too is yeah starting people that were more DIY side but then those people can you know group stalls at horse shows and have a group and have cheering section because that was one thing that came up before was that when you're a DIYer in the show pen, you know, with the whole, remember when they were talking about whistling for pattern classes and that type of thing. And, you know, a lot of people said, well, for when you're by yourself, like nobody's there to cheer for you or clap for you or whistle for you. And so those people felt a little bit marginalized 
compared to some of the others, just because you don't have a big barn family there. So it's just cool to see all the different perspectives. And I think 98% of the time, everybody keeps an open mind and tries to listen to people. Every once in a while, we have to lay down the law on somebody. But did we answer your question, Liz? I don't even remember what your question was now. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Um, No, I think this is all good conversation. And I know, obviously, our listeners, Jenna, are going to love the insight. Because I feel like a lot of our listeners are part of your group. Where do I want to take you next? How do you guys balance the group writing your work life, your personal life, maybe out at a horse show instead of just riding, you know, at the trainers or at home. How are you managing all of that? Really? <laughs> so I was like, I can't answer this question because I haven't figured out how to manage it all yet. So I have, I have no good answer for it. I feel like we spend a lot of time communicating. Like John will be like, Hey, I'm leaving for a horse show and I'll be gone like all weekend and we just try to communicate with each other as best we can like I'm not gonna be able to do this and then the other people kind of just pick up the slack I don't know I guess John's answer was the best one (laughs) (laughs) that's just how how I'm doing it in life (laughs) I feel that in my soul all you can do is try I would say something that we do too, like if there is maybe a topic that we feel like is going to not be controversial, but it may spark some conversation and we need to watch that one a little closer, we'll hold off on approving it until like daytime when we're all like awake and functional and can all keep an eye on it kind of thing. Rather than like if I approved it late at night when I'm up, everyone else is asleep. And then when I go to sleep, it would just be free range for everyone to have at it. So we also kind of like, not all the time, but if there is a controversial subject, we'll hold off and wait till there are like eyes that can be on the post and things like that, just to make sure that everyone remains behaved. So what you're telling me is you have no strategies or tips for allowing the group to take over your life or not allowing it to take over your life none at all no okay. this is just straight winging it <laughs> although <laughs> well that being said i did get woken up in the middle of the night one night with a slew of private messages over a individual trainer being mentioned and after that is when we implemented a lot of new rules ish about how we discuss trainers in the group cuz one thing I don't like is getting my sleep interrupted in the middle of the night for a Facebook group. So usually it's like if anything or shattering happens, then we just kind of talk as a group as moderators and establish new criteria and just try to stick to that. But I have full confidence in all these guys to handle things. And I think it's great. Like if I'm gone, I can make sure they're around. And when they're horse showing, I'm not on the weekends right now. And so I've kind of got it handled and so far it's worked i think for everybody so i'm kind of hopping around here on our discussion list that i sent out but i'll be back to talk more about some things but for the future i know um we've had several well not we you guys have had several like meet and greets at some of these shows do you have any on the board now any upcoming like features or changes that we might be looking for in the community at all? 
So a cool thing that's happened this fall is there's been a kind of stall party, for lack of a better word. We call them for AMLers because Admore Leg gets redundant. Susie Phillips did one in conjunction with her stallion party at the Quarter Horse Congress. There was one hosted by the Kansas Amateurs, unofficially hosted by the Kansas Amateurs at the Paint Horse Congress. And then Allison Phillips did one at the App World, which was kind of in conjunction with the Halloween party because it was Halloween, which is really cool to see. So just having these like uh, meetups at horse shows is a lot of fun. And I think a good way to build community between the amateurs as the admin, I guess, from here, my goal is now because we have a logo, we have an official logo now for the group to do some apparel and banners and things like that. And take the proceeds from those type of things, put it into a pot, and then have that money available to host some of these parties at the shows. You know, I'm not necessarily trying to make money. I'm not, I'm, I shouldn't even say necessarily. I'm not trying to make money off the Facebook group. But if we could find a way to just pay for our booze and our alcohol and fun times, <laughs> we'll be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is there anything your Jenna, as the admin and the one who started it all, do you see the group evolving in any way over the next couple of years? Or is there anything that you would like to see happen with the group minus, you know, meeting up for the stall parties and that sort of thing? Is there anything else that you would want to add? I value the culture of it. And I think the more we can enforce the culture of it, we will potentially have to do less as moderators to just know that like it needs to be positive. And that doesn't mean you can't offer criticism or disagree with somebody there's certainly ways you can handle that and i post this almost weekly too it's like you need to consider your tone in a written form because it's hard to convey on the internet and because you didn't intend for it one way somebody might interpret it so before you hit the submit post or comment button you know read and reread your comments because everything needs to be constructive and like I said, you don't have to agree with everybody that's not what it's about people don't get booted for disagreeing that's for dang sure. But, you know, I think over time, as we establish that culture and maintain it, then people will just know that's what you get. And that's also a requirement of behavior to be there because we've gotten a lot better about just booting people out of the group that don't behave. It doesn't take a lot anymore for us to just be like, you don't need to be here, to be honest. <laughs> the band hammer has gotten stronger. <laughs> John. No more Mr. Nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and at the end of the day, we all got into this because we love horses and it costs nothing to be nice. And I mean, you could really hurt somebody's feelings. And we've seen that in the group and gotten messages. But then there's other people that it totally makes their day that all these people help them out mm -hmm. and like gave them advice or they met new friends or people that they could meet up with at the shows and not be alone. Or split the cost of a tax stall. I always love when there's a mass majority of us that always say it costs nothing to be nice, but there's others that act like we're asking for their soul just to, you know, leave a nice comment or just scroll on by, but instead they leave the negativity behind. So on that note, I don't know how much we want to get into some of these like 
outtakes and blooper sort of things, maybe more funny ones, but I don't know if we want to deep dive into the one that comes to my mind just from the perspective of one of the Amis being in the group, but let's, Jenna, if you want to go first on any of these like funny moments that you might remember or things that maybe didn't make the group so we could see it publicly, but whatever you would want to share. Oh boy. (laughs) Uh, So there are a couple regular, we'll call them regulars in the group that were just like, he, she's back again, you know, something crazy. And so we kind of had just like have to laugh about that. That's one of them that comes up quite a bit. I can count the like major drama issues going down in the group. And I think, I think I have like maybe one hand's worth. And when something like that is happening, I take full responsibility for it. And I will also be the one that steps in and like either says whatever I feel like has to be said, private messages, people. And I always be sure to tell my moderators that like, you don't have to agree with me. You know, like if this, you're not comfortable with like, here's the deal. It's, I think we have the best of intentions for everybody. We really, really do. And it's not as easy as it looks from a moderator standpoint to decide what's okay and not okay to post. And people are like, well, why didn't get this approved? And like, I want to say this. And when we're like, we can't post that in the group or whatnot, because if we do, then my next three days gets ruined because I'm addressing it. And if there's enough smoke around something that we get told repeatedly, eventually we'll let it go be posted with certain criteria and whatnot. And then I'll deal with it on the backside because we try to find the balance of like keeping people informed and educated and involved, but not just being pot stirring and drama because the horse world's crazy. So that's not funny, but um, John will be funny. So I'll pass it to him. (laughs) Oh, I can't, I can't necessarily think of anything that's terribly funny. (laughs) There's some inside (laughs) things I think are quite funny. But that sort of repeatedly happened. But I would mention that it's sort of an ever-evolving process. And so trying to like figure it out on the fly, I think, can be challenging with the three things that pop into my mind that have been like fairly kind of serious and dramatic and like figuring out how to handle those. And then maybe seeing that, okay, next time we should handle it this way about if the post is appropriate or how it's offered or if names should be said. And I think we have to remember that when somebody wants to shed light on somebody else or uh, a business or an entity of some sort that they've experienced some wrongdoing with, we have to remember that that's their perspective. And we don't hear the perspective of the, maybe the professional whose name is getting dragged through the mud. So others' mileage may vary if they're dealing with that person or that outfit or whatever. So I think that's been a tough thing. The funnies, I don't don't even know what I can say that's not like too revealing of the ones where you're like, oh, here we go again. I would say the one that like I laugh about, at least was like in my short, I haven't been with the group that long, but specifically like sometimes we'll decline things with feedback and we give people feedback saying like, Hey, just reword this a little bit, like change it just slightly. Like it's a great conversation. And the reactions to those sometimes are what get me when we're like, that's a great question. That's a great conversation. Like reword it a little bit. So maybe like either there isn't a name 
or there's not a pitcher or there's not a something less abrasive. Like, yeah. And the reactions of people in that moment, I'm like, okay, sorry. Like we were just trying to help you out here. So like, it kind of goes back, Jenna brought up, like watch how you approach situations. And I would say those are kind of like some of my moments. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. They're kind of funny, but it's kind of like scary almost at the same time. Like we're trying to like make it a productive conversation. And sometimes those escalate very quickly on the back end. (laughs) Or people wanting to get into the group, like ASAP. That, yeah, that, Candace's comment made me think about that. Is It slays me how people will ask to join the group. And if they don't get approved, like immediately, they're messaging one of us. And this isn't the message, by any means. These or are like, all of us. Or all or of all us. Or all of us yeah. <laughs> at the same or have time. Their friend message or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people think that we sit on Facebook 24-7 just waiting for these membership requests to come in so we can approve them. And yeah. And some people get downright nasty about it. Yeah. The person who says the, that's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I'm not to not to sort of yeah. chastise anyone for their spelling, but she went hard at you. When she didn't <laughs> no, that one was actually Candace, I think, right? Somebody uh, that had messaged you. I thought yeah. that was you. No, I don't know. The ridiculous like... one was you. The one when I wouldn't allow the picture of someone oh, else's yeah. horse. Like the Chronicle posted a picture of a horse and they wanted to post it. Asking a question that like was a very valid oh, question. That's but right. With a not so nice statement attached to it. And I was like, you can do it. Just like don't post the picture. And she was really mad at me. Very yes. upset. Take yeah. me out of your group. <laughs> People are crazy. Yeah. Or like you can just go ahead and leave. And we or some people just take things out of context and they just bring themselves from the group also. Just out of curiosity, do you all keep track of and this has only happened maybe a couple times, but somebody gets, you know, catty or spicy. And the comments and like it is stated like you don't have to be in the group. Do you keep tabs on them on if they actually like leave or if they stay to just watch? Do you guys notice any of that kind? Of- I would say there's a few that we see frequently that are on the edge. And I would say we kind of probably watch them. Well, I do. I don't know what everybody else does. There's a couple with spicier personalities. Yeah. Yeah. We've gotten way less tolerant about things overall. It just like, we don't get paid to sit on there and watch the internet and Facebook. So if you say something out of like way out of line, you're just gone. We don't, I don't even feel the need to message you and tell you why, like you should know better. But like John said, there are people that have spicier personalities and that's their personality. Like some people, you know, will be brutally honest and that's fine. You know, they can try to, Phrase things a little nicer, but you know, there's always a fine line there. <laughs> so, on that note, out of the bad eggs, I'm sure we have some good eggs. Is there any community members who you feel have made a significant impact in the group? Oh, this is our chance to mention Scott Cooper. <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> favorite member of the group. Yes, obviously. <laughs> I want to be like Scott when I grow up. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me all. WWSD. <laughs> there are, I think, several that I tend to always provide pretty good insight with different things when they decide to comment. Like I, Meg Pie, of course, is one of our favorites. And whenever she does, you know, offer comments on anything, she's always very professional and insightful. It's those that I think have more of a professional tone that can get more across to people. There's several gals that are married to trainers and can provide some unique insights to what it's like to be, you know, married to a trainer and things that the other amateurs may not even consider is their reality. And then we have yeah. people that also will be quick to be like, why are their trainer spouses allowed here? And I'm like, well, they're amateurs and they have perspective just because it's not your perspective doesn't mean their perspective doesn't matter. So, yeah. And we've had a few that have like really gone into detail, like to break it down, like their cost, expenses, time, you know, like, which was kind of insightful. Definitely like very detailed. So that yes. is interesting to see. Okay. Let's see this one. I do have another question from the group. Megan Dean asked, and I don't know if you others would want to chime in, if you would want to interview anyone, but Jenna, just because obviously we have the podcast, she was just asking, is there any member you'd like to interview most who has not already been interviewed? Obviously. Jenna with the podcast, but if you guys could talk to anyone on any sort of level from the group, we'll kind of go that route with the rest of you. Who would it be? Or who would you want to talk to and pick their brain and all that sort of thing? I don't know that I can think of like a specific situation, but I'm always impressed by like the talent that we have within the group, like having people like Spike Brewer who might comment or Meg, like you mentioned, or uh, yeah, for sure. She's a great one who she she gives like a response. I always think it's well thought out and from a unique kind of perspective. So, you know, people who are out there like really doing it. So that's cool. I think. Do you have anyone in the group that you would want to interview? Me? Yeah. Oh, there's loads of people, but I have the opportunity that I can uh, be obnoxious and ask people for future. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing we are doing, we are going to do a podcast roundtable with trainer spouses because I think that's something that needs to be shared a little bit as their side of things because it seems common for us non-trainer spouse people to get kind of chintzy about the trainer spouses. And I think they, I'm not saying all of them are completely above board and honest, but I think 99% of them probably are. Mm -hmm. So they have different perspectives. So we're looking forward to doing that in a few weeks yeah that'll be enlightening yeah yeah i'm really excited about that one i think that the trainer spouses especially like those conversations and the feedback and perspective they've been able to provide on some of our posts is kind of invaluable that you just don't understand that and i think trainer spouses kind of live in this like hard world where some Mm -hmm. of the amateurs are very mean or harsh to them not necessarily in the group i think just in general and so like hearing their perspective has been really super enlightening So we've taken a little over an hour of y'all's time. What would be something that you would like to tell the group members, maybe inspirational or constructive in how to get the most out of the group? I don't know how I'm trying to word that. 
mostly inspirational just because I feel like we all need it, but maybe just to help group members feel more comfortable in posting. We've all been there, you know, for those who are, I guess, just like starting out and embarrassed to ask, you know, what seem like kind of simple questions. I'd like to say it gets easier or something, but I don't think that's, you know, I don't know if that's really the trajectory <laughs> of being in the horse world. <laughs> that gets easier. Never easy. No, pick your hard. I would say like be vulnerable, like yes. be vulnerable in asking your questions and asking for advice or supporting others. Share your story. I mean, like John said, I mean, we've all been at the bottom. I think I've been in like the paint world industry, like the stock horse world industry for like nine, 10 years previous to that. I did like 4-H and rode my like ranch horse off the side of the mountain and then moved into the like stock horse world. And I remember how scary that was. And I went to my first horse show thinking it was going to be like super fun, like my other stuff. And I got there and I was like, I am so far out of my league. Like, this is so scary. Like, I remember that. And so for those people that are like coming into this, like everyone's been there. At least most of us have been there and grown. So be vulnerable, ask those questions and know that like, at least as a moderator team, especially and most of the members in our group, we are there to support you. So like, we will try and help you and move you through this industry as much as we can. Yeah. And to some of those who have been there longer and maybe do have like a more acerbic personality to remember that people are being vulnerable when they post videos that they're proud of and things like that. When you are offering suggestions, whether solicited or not to like, just be kind, like, like that's something that they've poured their heart and soul into or whatever. Like, cut them a break. I think I say, like, to echo Candace is to be vulnerable, be supportive, ask your questions, let us moderators do the job to make sure nobody gets out of line. Like, that's our responsibility, or it's my responsibility for sure. But I and think I, we need more transparency and honesty in general. And I think some of our posts that get the best comments and advice are the ones where people are completely like vulnerable when you guys say yeah i agree like sometimes you see even like amateurs at a high level are commenting and you know giving words of encouragement and it's really nice to see that like john said we've all been there you know or yep. a lot of people have so one thing okay. I wanted to do before we completely wrapped up with just to have a little bit of fun is to give some superlatives and let you guys fire off who you think is this person that fits out of our moderator team. <laughs> oh, man. So we'll describe somebody and then you guys are going to vote. Here. You're gonna have I'll to, do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the first one, most likely to approve a post without reading the whole thing. Do I get to vote too? You can vote. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to say John. Um, no, no, I read them. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say myself. <laughs> I skim read sometimes. <laughs> I accidentally approved one today that I was like, oh, I went back and deleted it pretty quick. So I could put myself in there too. I like approved it and realized it was like an ISO. Like, I need this item. And I was like, oh, JK, like, that's a no. I'm like, backtrack. <laughs> so it might be me too. <laughs> so that's what I was going to say. I was like, I feel bad because 
half the time I'll like be at the gym or whatever and I'll raise it. I'm like, okay, post it. You know, I prove it while I'm sitting there my phone for a minute and then I'll get home and get back on my computer and like read, read it. And I'm like, holy shit. That's not what I thought it was, you know? So John's off the hook on this one, I guess. Yeah. We turned ourselves in. Yeah. (laughs) Guilty. Okay. So the next one, the detail oriented detective, is that going to, I would say all of us. Yes. I'm not when afraid I, of doing a deep dive on someone. I was like, John no. does like background <laughs> checks on yeah, people. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if he reads them. Yeah. Yeah. And then uses his psychology. <laughs> oh, yeah. All sure. right. The Peacemaker. I'm going to say Candace on John. this one. Uh, yeah, I would go with Candace, I think. Take the heat off you, John. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> I'm a people manager at work, so it just kind of like I have to really try and work on that all the time. (laughs) I think Candace is the most like neutral on everything. Yeah, yeah, diplomatic, diplomatic, (laughs) and emotionally neutral. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. Um, most likely to post a meme in response to a post. John. John. Could be. Could be. Definitely (laughs) is John. I always see the memes. Yeah. <laughs> and those are the ones that actually make the group too. I need a John <laughs> meme like to post. Oh. Well, that's no. a good idea, Jen. Yes. We need John memes. Well, I have a couple I love this. It'll have to be in a Charles <laughs> Owen helmet. Charles Owen helmet and a peach shirt, right? <laughs> yeah. <No peach. laughs> yeah. Remember, John can't do peach. Can't do peach. <laughs> Let's see. The late night owl. No, that's probably me. Yeah. Yeah. That's Candace, yeah. yeah. Although I Jen, I, yeah, I don't know when I'm... Jen sleeps, but Candace is definitely <laughs> up the latest because of her Pacific time zone. I'll, but... I'll like message the group and like Candace will respond, but John and Jen are like asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you guys have horses and be in bed by 1130? <laughs> and but then yeah. you'll be you'll be back responding to messages at like 5 a.m. I'm like, I don't know when you sleep, lady. I really don't. It's wild to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, so it, then the early bird, would that also be would that be Jen if she's up no, at five? It's Jenna. No. Jenna. I'm usually like yeah. 630. Yeah. I think Jenna's the early bird or John. I was yeah, like, I'm yeah, a- John and I'll John's probably up before me, but we'll have early morning rundown sometimes. But yeah. Yeah. Awesome. If I post a question in our chat like at night, it's typically Jenna that'll be the first to respond. When I like wake up, she's like there. I do check it. I hate saying this. I was like, I generally check my Facebook messages right as I wake up in the morning because I'm like what the hell what happened in the group? Yeah, what <laughs> happened in the group overnight that I don't know about yet? And what do I need to know before my day starts? Because I do have a little yeah. bit of trepidation about that. And I that's like every night. It scares me in the morning. So I, if I ever wake up and there's like no Facebook messages about the group, I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> so the last one would be the rule enforcer. And I'd probably Should we say all say Jenna. this universally? No, it's Jen. <laughs> Jen. Jen. Really? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, John gives me shit. Jen's a savage. (laughs) 
Josh getting there though. I will say, like from he when is. I joined the moderator group to like now, I like post a question. He's like, nope, goodbye. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> yeah, this, this morning, I think I said, um, yeah. deny it and ban her. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my god, did that just come out of John? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be more like Jen. Uh, I'm not that much of a savage, guys. I just don't take people's shit. <laughs> it's just funny because back in the beginning, especially when I had both John and Jen getting started, and I was trying to kind of like nicely coach them up on how to handle things. And like, I mean, all three of these guys now have full, you know, levity to do whatever they need to and make any comments, deletes, as whatever without having to, you know, run it by me. But in the beginning, you know, we would always talk about stuff. So they would be like, how do you want this handled? Whatever, you know, and everything. And it was always like the angel on one shoulder is John. And then Jen is the devil on the <laughs> other shoulder. Being like, screw that. No, not happening. You know? And John's like, well, but what? Are so it was like this ongoing debate in our like little moderator thing about like trying to find the common ground between those two. But it was always really funny. So John yeah. does not like to hurt people's feelings, even no. if it like except for even, a helmet gate. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it, I'm not then. even but we're not even hurting people's feelings. We're just looking out for people. I'll say it that way. Yes, yes but but as a <laughs> as a consummate <laughs> people pleaser, that's sometimes tough for me. So but you I said you were getting over that. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like Jen's becoming a little nicer in a way to John and John's definitely uh, gotten, <laughs> gotten more mean. So he was like, you're the toughest critic right now. Yeah. We're know, merging. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're rubbing off on each other. That's for sure. He, he gave me a TED talk on the side, you guys. We didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But when shit hits the fan, I'll usually step in and try to handle it and I don't want somebody else to have to shoulder that responsibility. But otherwise, yeah, Jen's the, she's the savage. <laughs> I love it. So on that note, Jenna, do you want to give the information about how they can find the Add More Lake community? And then what do they absolutely have to do before you hit that accept button? You have to give your firstborn child each one of us $10,000 <laughs> and a new horse. Oh, I uh, love this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, this is going to work out. And John needs a new pillow too. But <laughs> <laughs> if someone could buy us our compound, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we are joking about someday we're going to, we're all four of us are going to move into a horse compound so we can just live our dreams there pile our money. But anyway, the group is called Add More Leg Community for Breed Show Amateurs on Facebook. Really long name. So we now abbreviate it as AML. When we refer to things, there are four questions when you submit a membership request. One, most importantly, is that you have to be an amateur, not a professional. So you can't be a judge, even if you're not a trainer. And you have to agree to group rules and definitely just can't be a trick. It's kind of wild how many people will be like, are you an amateur or non-pro? Yes. You understand that trainers are not allowed and you cannot tag trainers' names in the group. Yes. And then we'll look on their profile and it'll have like, head trainer at such and trainer at. 
<laughs> and we do check this stuff out. That's not to say we're not perfect because some people are hard, but we do try to vet profiles to some extent and just be a good human. And yeah, I don't know. There is a side group to it called the Add More Leg Buy Sold Trade page because we don't allow any in search of or for sale posts of any kind in the main group because that stuff would clog up the main feed page. So once you are in the Add More Leg group, you can join the other page too. And that's kind of like a community where people can buy and sell and trade things. And so far, it's I've not had any comments about somebody scamming anybody over, which is nice because I think, you know, as amateurs, we can support each other and be a good resource for that one. So yeah, I don't know. Is that everything, Liz, for that? I think so. Do you guys have anything else that you would like to add before we wrap it up? It's been super fun. Super fun experience being a moderator. It's cool when people come up at horse shows and say, are you John from the group? So. Yeah, and I think it's been great for all of us as moderators, too, because we've built a very good friendship. And, you know, we can like we even chat sometimes about just things with our own horses or showing or, you know, like it's been a great support system amongst us also. We're going to buy a compound together sooner or later, (laughs) right? Yep. We're shopping right now. Candace found a really nice one in Utah. So (laughs) it's literally 10 minutes from my house. I barely have to move. I love that and for me. And <laughs> such a reasonable price. Yeah. Yes. Only we can all afford it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Two and a half mil a piece. It'll be fine. <laughs> totally doable. Yep. <laughs> I have to sew every part of my body, so I might not need the compound after, but it'll be okay. <laughs> John's got to be down to like one organ by now with everything. Yeah, he's on the black market. <laughs> Zero organs left at this point. (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us today. It's been fun. And I think we kept it relatively PG for everybody. We did well. Definitely more PG than I thought it was. (laughs) I'm so thankful. (laughs) We had to be careful. (laughs) Yeah. All right, everybody. You guys have a great rest of your Sunday and take care. See ya. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, that'll be your class. Bring them in and line them up.